0: You are listening to the Heartland Author Podcast. I am Aaron Apollo Camp. For today's episode, I had the honor of interviewing author, entrepreneur, minister, and radio show host, Steve Kidd. Steve has written many books, including Only the Beginning, The Secret to Unlocking True Ongoing Wealth. I'm here with Steve Kidd, who is an author entrepreneur, minister, and radio show host, Steve. Welcome to the Heartland Author Podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Aaron. Feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: My name is Steve Kidd. I am a third-generation minister, an international best-selling author of 21 books and counting, Um, And I have the privilege of working with people to help share them with the world in the writing, the publishing, the marketing of their books to bestseller and beyond. What I really do, though, is I really help people find the up level for their life and their business and help them be able to shine that special, unique brilliance that is them with the world.
0: Now, uh, without spoiling too much of the, each of your books, how many books have you written so far, and what are some of your books about?
1: I have 21 books so far. Um, most all of them are on marketing. Uh, four or five of them are specifically about the writing and marketing of your book. Um, and then I have a couple of additional books that I wrote that are, that are fiction books that are just stories that uh, were kind of inside of me that I had fun telling. So, the vast majority of books
0: you've written are uh, non-fiction, and you've written a couple fiction books as well. Correct. Now, how many of your books and which ones became bestsellers, and how did they become bestsellers?
1: All 21 of my books are number one international bestsellers, meaning that they were ranked number one uh, in the U.S., as well as... Um, in multiple different countries around the world on Amazon. Um, it's all 21 of them thus far and, and counting. And every one of the 4,000 plus authors that I've worked with um, on marketing in their books, every single one of them has become a best-selling author as well.
0: Yeah, and I believe Amazon, they do a best-seller lists by genre, and they have quite a few of those.
1: Um. Amazon's list, like all of them, are category based um, and they do have some of them. Interestingly enough, actually, of the 80% of the people in the world that say they want to write a book, less than 5% ever do. And of that 5% that do, if you take that and have that be 100% of people who write books, less than 5% of those people ever actually become bestselling authors. So it is still a very unique and uh, powerful thing for a person to achieve
0: now as becoming famous whether it be as a best-selling author or in another field altogether can be overwhelming for some people i mean think of the uh uh musicians that uh died young just for an example what comes after becoming a best-selling
1: author in the modern day book bestseller is the beginning bestseller should really be the place that you achieve on day one. So there isn't necessarily, there can be some notoriety. Well, there's lots of notoriety. There can be some additionally fame that comes along with it. Um, But really, it's more about starting out the journey of your book, right? Um, With that said, you know, there's nothing cooler than when somebody quotes something and you realize that that's actually something that is uniquely something you wrote, whether that be in a blog post or in a best selling book?
0: Now, in your press sheet, and I want to thank uh, Diana Garcia, Podcast Cola, for helping to arrange this interview, but in the press sheet she provided me, traditional publishing was referred to as a fallacy. Now, I'm a self-published author myself. I've only written like one e-book, and I'm writing a a bunch of other books I intend to self-publish. And I understand the advantages and disadvantages of both self-publishing and traditional publishing. Why do you regard traditional
1: publishing as a fallacy? Well, I mean, first of all... These days, um, and I've even got a friend of mine that is an author agent, works exclusively with authors to help them get signed by uh, traditional publishers. The traditional publisher, the very first thing they're going to do is look at your social medias. If you can't write a post on a random Tuesday and get a minimum of 3,000 people that are going to respond to that post, they won't even consider you. Um, traditional publishers are not marketing companies. They are about book binding. Um, potentially, most of the bigger ones have good editors and staff like that. Um, but they're also very much about exclusivity. They um, are just as likely to turn somebody down because they don't agree with their particular political or religious or life stance. Um, as they are to accept them. They're a very exclusionary type of thing versus the fact that, you know, everybody has something unique and brilliant within them that really does need to be shared with somebody else. Um, secondarily, and most importantly, is a traditional publisher absolutely what's in it for them is they're going to own the content of your book. Um, so if you are a business person, which is what most people that are writing nonfiction books are. Um, and you're writing your book and then you're going to create a course from it, you will find yourself, much like Lisa Nichols from the book in the movie The Secret, her latest book, um, Harper Collins owns the content of that and she could not use the content that was stuff she had been teaching before she put out the book. Um, she could no longer teach it from stage or in courses because Harper Collins wouldn't allow her to do it.
0: Yeah, there are uh, for all the pitfalls of self-publishing There's just as many, if not more With the going the
1: traditional route Yes, and if um, you have somebody that works with Amazon Like I do all day long um, You know, all of the pitfalls that exist In the self-publishing arena Those can definitely be mitigated or avoided completely
0: Now, uh do you plan on writing more books in the future and if so what are some ideas that you have for uh, uh books that you might
1: write don't don't spoil too much of them um i'm actually in the process of writing five books currently um some of my books come out quickly some of them you know kind of eep out of me over time if you will um I, the last book, my 21st book was actually called Playing Hit It and Quit It with Jesus and it's a men's guide to being the bride of Christ. Um, The book that I'm most actively working on right now is actually called Mother Fairy Lust Gem and it talks about the process of sexual development in young men and the fact of the difference between being a boy and actually truly being a man and being respectful of women um, so I have things like that. I have two or three other uh, book writing related marketing books that I'm writing as well, um, and then just a couple of fun ones. Um, I'm I'm doing a follow up book. I wrote a book called Romeo the Suicidal Parakeet, which is based off of an actual parakeet that we had that used to drop himself on his head in his bird cage, um, and I started thinking what is uh what was going through that crazy bird's mind Um, and so i'm going to write a second book um to have more quips of what that bird might have been thinking and why he maybe didn't want to live in this world any longer now in addition
0: to your work as an author you are a minister entrepreneur and radio show host What place of worship do you preach at? What businesses do you own and run? And what is your radio show about?
1: I am not currently on staff at a church. Um, My last staff position was about five years ago now. Um, I was a youth pastor at a church in Ocean Park, Washington. Um, My ministry is very much working with the people that I work with in business and I do a lot of counseling um, and one-on-one work with people in need Um, so you know it's kind of more of a a calling these days than it is a job per se my company is called Thriving Best Sellers um, and I work with I'm ultimately a marketing company with a strong publishing division we've been in marketing since 1987 Uh, we were early adopters to the internet literally before it was called the internet and uh, now we almost exclusively work with authors in the creating, the publishing, and the marketing of their books and their courses and those kind of things.
0: Oh, I asked you about your radio show. What, what is the name of the radio show and what's it about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my radio show is called Thriving Entrepreneur. Um, it is a syndicated radio show. We're in about 25 or 30 markets. Um, it's been in existence for eight and a half years now, and according to the Nielsen ratings, we have a listening audience of about 8 million per week, approximately.
0: Now, uh, the next question I have is when you talk about up leveling, that's a word you use uh, apparently often. Uh, what does that mean?
1: So. Wherever we're at in life, as long as we're alive, there's always something more, a next. uh, There's an old saying that says green is growing and ripe is rotting. Um, And so we want to always continue to be growing in life. Um, Upleveling is finding that next. Where am I now um, and what can I do? to uh, grow from where I am to the next thing. Um, And and I love being able to come in as a visionary and an empath with people and help them sometimes see possibilities that exist in their current business that uh, they hadn't even thought of yet.
0: Now, this was a recommended question on your uh, Podmatch profile. And this is the last question I have on my list for this interview. How can someone
1: find their passion and live in it? Your passion is something that is just intrinsically, if you will, part of who you are. Um, It comes out in everything you do. For those of us who have or had teenagers in your house, you know, it's that thing that when you start talking about it, they roll their eyes. Your closest friends will tell you if we get on XYZ subject, um, you'll just go off. You can talk about it forever. Um, That gives us a really good clue into the passion about what you're, you know, who you are in life um, and in exploring why that's important to you. Why are you the kind of parent that tells your children, clean up your room, clean up your room, clean up your room? You know, And I grew up with a mother who was a great house cleaner, um, and I thought everybody's mom was. But I discovered when I became an adult, there are some mothers that don't clean house at all. And it was shocking to me, but it's true. Um, So why is it that if you as an adult are telling your child constantly to clean up their room um, or espousing any other virtue like that, why is that important to you? And what clue does that give to really beginning then to find the true deep passion of who you are so that that shines then through everything that you do in the world? Yeah, my uh, mother
0: was a, a public school janitor for uh, many years in a small public school district in uh, rural eastern east central illinois and uh, and uh, she uh, would clean the house from time to time until uh, uh she became physically unable to do that and has a caregiver uh come by a couple times a week to uh clean her house but uh but even when she was working, uh, she felt like she only had time to like clean the house maybe n- once a week or so because she had to clean a, in, an entire school building <laughs> right, uh, yeah. more often. so. Yeah, absolutely. So I was the type of kid who uh, had to be told to uh, clean my room.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Steve... I thank you for appearing on the Heartland Author Podcast. You were a wonderful guest.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me and I really appreciate it.
0: I learned the hard way that there is more than one author named Steve Kidd. When I was writing down the questions for this episode, I had originally written down questions for a different author named Steve Kidd, not the one that I interviewed for this episode before I realized my error. Thankfully, I was able to write down questions for the Steve kid that I interviewed in this episode, and Steve was a wonderful guest for this podcast. This is Aaron Apollo Camp reminding y'all to write your imagination. Bye for now. You can learn more about me and my book writing projects at CampAaronApollo.Whitsite.com forward slash Author AAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Author AAC and on Instagram at AACScribe. Copyright 2023, Aaron Apollo Camp, All Rights Reserved. This podcast episode is intended for the private listening of our audience. Any reuse or retransmission of this podcast episode without the express written consent of the podcast host is prohibited, except under fair use guidelines. Royalty-free music and sound effects obtained from HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.zapsplat.com